Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands podcast. Today we are so excited to have Patrice Rousseau, the owner of Peak Image Med Spa. Welcome. Hi, Leslie. Thank you so much for having me. I love your energy and I'm so excited to be on this podcast with you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I love seeing our, our you know, young boss babes doing our thing in the space. This is great. <laughs> so we're going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, first of all, you know, everyone wants to know, and I always start with these kind of similar questions, but, you know, tell us about your medical background and like, you know, what, first of all, what even made you want to get into nursing in the first place before aesthetics? Yeah, so I've always loved the healthcare field. Um, I think it's just my brain just automatically goes towards like science. And I knew I wanted to work in, in, in the healthcare field. And so I, uh, I wasn't sure what that was or what that looked like. And I originally thought maybe I'd like to do pharmacy. And then I started working in a pharmacy and I was like, you know what, I really need more like client interaction, patient interaction, be a little more hands-on with the actual patient. And so I was like, you know what, I'll go to nursing school because nursing is like, it's such a wide um, net of things that you can do. You could work in psych, you could do this, you could do anything you want in nursing. So I went into nursing and I was in nursing school and I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I graduated. It was kind of, when you're in nursing school, everyone is like, you started a medical surgical unit. And, and I wasn't really sure what I like loved. Um, I went through all my rotations and um, I met another nurse that was like, I work in plastic surgery and I had no idea that you could even do plastic surgery nursing. I didn't even know that was a thing. Wow. And I was like, well, I love, like, I've, I've always loved the concept of um, people just, you know, wanting to feel beautiful or maybe just needing their hand held, like when they are going through something that's, that they might be really nervous about because they're like changing something about themselves. Yeah. And so I wanted to just kind of dip my toe in there and see, you know, is that even something I really want to do? What does that even entail? Mm -hmm. And so while I was in nursing school, I, I uh, reached out to a plastic surgeon that was in the area and I asked him if I could, you know, go in and do any type of work. I was like, I just want to see if what you're doing is something that interests me. Mm -hmm. And so I started working there and I stayed, I ended up staying at the practice for about five years. And so I started at the front desk, then I did medical assistant. Then when I graduated nursing school, I started uh, working alongside him, both in the operating room, mm -hmm. as well as seeing my own clients for injectables and other type of treatments. Oh, wow. So he like trained you up, like, you know, from like, basically, like, he was like nuts and bolts, like he, he molded you basically into like the injector you are today, you would say? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting because I I, I like the way that I started because I got to see every part of the practice because I've done every role. Wow. 
everything from just answering the phones to being in the operating room to to seeing my own clients to scheduling surgeries just every every part of uh the the practice at one point i i did so yeah so over time it it really built me into being able to handle different things and adjusting to different positions and then also training underneath him and seeing every procedure and being able to have that experience. That's amazing. And you know, and it's like you have something, I would say a leg up over some other people who start their own businesses because they haven't operated in every role (laughs) that there is in the business. So like, you know, go and that's, I think it's so interesting going from, front desk to this to that and it's like you you saw you went through the rotation basically exactly (laughs) that's that's awesome and like with that it's like you know knowing that and you know because you opened a practice very successful you guys actually expanded recently right yes yeah so like knowing that and um how how important do you think it is for people who are going to start their own med spas to kind of get that crash course experience and knowing how the different parts of the practice run how important do you think what are your thoughts honestly I I I couldn't imagine just like starting without having that background knowledge Mm -hmm. um be opening your own med spot it's, it's one of those things that like you don't really know exactly what what you're getting yourself into and and exactly how many roles you have to play like as a business owner especially when you first start you have to you wear every hat um, unless you can hire you know uh, 10 employees off the bat which most people most people don't have that those resources so you really do have to wear a lot of different hats and so having a background where you have had that experience of different areas of a practice I think had had was really important mm-hmm. yeah definitely and it's like I know that you um you're blessed to have you know your your partner in life like helping you with the business too which is, gives you a leg up as well which is awesome I love it when I see partners working together you know so like you know with your with your fiance or what have you it's just like um how 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 do you guys like work off each other's energy to make sure that your practice runs efficiently with like good processes and systems? Like, tell me more about your process. Yeah, so you know, we just talked about how I I basically wore so many different hats in that practice. The one hat I never wore was like really uh, managing employees. I that wasn't part of what I did there, or doing payroll or any type of like actually running the business uh type of uh skills i never learned that there and he had that previous experience so he did fill that gap that like i the one gap i was missing i guess so um we're totally two different kinds of people i'm so like clinical and i i handled the clinical part of it the inventory uh patient care all of that Mm -hmm. where he's like more like statistics and you know being able to to move the practice along in ways that I can't really like imagine that's so amazing I I love that because <laughs> you know so many of us we have our we have our partners like you know and it's like they're not helping us in our business like I would love to have my man to step in and be like listen like I got you on this side there are so many things I'm weak at I wish and he's strong at but he has his own business so he can't help me 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so and, there, and I, I was listening to one of your other podcasts where, where the nurse was talking about how she didn't know what an LLC was. And that was me. Like I had no idea on that aspect of it. And uh, so having him where he's like, this is, this is what we're going to do. And uh, uh, this is how we're going to be compliant. And he would go into like all these different offices, uh, government offices to figure out exactly how to be compliant. Wow. And to be honest, it was like a little harder than than I imagined. Like he kept getting sent around all these different to all these different offices. No one was really sure like how to help us. And so I'm glad that I had him to handle that part of it. And he was like determined to get it done. That's amazing. And I, and I think that's one of the biggest hurdles that, you know, I've seen and I've talked to, I've talked to dozens of MESPA owners at this point. And it's, I think that's the biggest gap, like understanding what really is the step-by-step process to even do this. There's like no manual. (laughs) Yeah. And that was the hardest part. It's like, he would go into the board of nursing and they would be like, oh, we don't handle like med spas. They would send him to like uh, the the uh, board of doctors or physicians, and they would say, well, you know, y- you're not a doctor, so I can't help you. And wow. so it was like, said, and then they would send us to cosmetology, and they would be like, but you're not cosmetology. So it was being wow. sent back and forth until we finally were able to find someone who, who, because we were trying to do things the right way. Yes, exactly. And we could have just started, but we were trying to do things the wrong way, and that delayed us a lot. Exactly. Oh, wow. That's, a, that's amazing. Kudos to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, with your business too, something I, I want to talk about too, is like, you know, you, you run like a really nice marketing presence. Like I really love, you know, your Instagram, things like that, you know, your personal brand and your business brand. So tell me like, what in your estimation do you think is, you know, what is your kind of marketing go-to that sets you apart from what everyone else is doing out there? So I think the biggest part of it is uh, probably Instagram Mm -hmm. um, in terms of marketing. I think having an online presence is really important for this this industry Mm -hmm. more than it ever used to be. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of times I have clients tell me they're like, you know, uh, I just moved to Boston and so I needed a new hair lady, a new eyebrow lady, a new whatever. And they're like, I find all my people on Instagram because I want to go and look at their work and see what they're doing and get to know them before I choose who to go to. So before it kind of used to be like, okay, like, do you have a nice website? Mm -hmm. Clients would find you on Google and say, okay, you have a nice website. But now it's people, you know, they have so many options. There's so many maybe med spas in the area where you have to set yourself apart by sh- showcasing your work, showing mm-hmm. before and after, showing what it's, what the office looks like. Mm-hmm. People may be nervous just coming in because they're like, I don't know what the office looks like. I don't yeah. know if the people there are friendly. Mm. And at the end of the day, like they're coming in and they're so nervous and they're like, you know, what if, if they're coming in for lip filler, one, they're nervous if their lip filler is going to like look good on them. Two, they're nervous about needles. Three, they're nervous about like, am I going to be comfortable with the person? Yes. Like they're just, they're so nervous and to, to kind of make them feel comfortable before they even come in by mm-hmm. having that Instagram presence, I think is really important. Yeah. So like for you, so you would say, I, so would you, 
it's like the word I'm trying to think about, it's not even a word, it's a phrase, kind of like um, personality marketing. Like they, they need to know and understand the personality of the practice before they even choose to pick up the phone or send a DM or whatever is what it seems, sounds like. Exactly. And they don't call and they're like, hi, I want to make an appointment with Peak Image. They call and say, hi, I saw Patrice on Instagram. I want to make an appointment with her. So, you know, part of it is just really setting yourself apart Mm -hmm. and picking something that you're really good at, like a niche, so people can really like see that you're you're setting yourself apart and want to come in because you're really good at doing that thing that Mm -hmm. they're interested in. Yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, I gotta ask you now since you said that. So what would you say is your niche, the thing that you love to specialize in, in aesthetics? Yeah, so uh, I guess, first of all, uh, most of my clients are millennial millennials. Um, And it's a lot different than when I worked for the plastic surgery place, because most of our clients were much older. Mm -hmm. I would say most of our clients there were 40 years and older, where most of my clients now are 40 years and younger. Mm. So it's, it's kind of interesting and kind of how because I'm doing so much Instagram marketing, if you think about it, like a lot of people who are on Instagram and watching uh, reels or they're on TikTok, those are the younger generation. And so because I have such a large Instagram uh, presence, I don't have like a ton of followers. But I do post a lot and I'm, I try to be very engaging so I can grow my social media. Mm-hmm. But I think part of that is why I get so much younger, I guess, people coming in. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick like exactly what my niche is aside from being able to uh, resonate with younger clients, because I myself am um, around their age, mm-hmm. it is... Um, those services that go along with treating a millennium. So uh, preventative Botox, lip Mm. filler, um, giving them a little cheek pop, anything that kind of just gives them like a little boost in how they're, they want to feel, especially with this year, everything is like on Zoom and everything like that. People <laughs> yes. are looking at themselves. <laughs> People are looking at themselves so much. They're like, oh my gosh, I can see my double chin or <laughs> Let me get some I can see this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So it, it's, it's, the field is just, it's kind of changing all the time. It's evolving all the time. So you have yeah. to just stay on top of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Staying on top of it. Exactly. So, you know, you're a very obviously consistent and motivated individual. And so I want to ask you, like as a business owner, what do you do to kind of like keep your motivation and stay consistent like every single day? It's, it's a, every day is kind of different for me. Um, I, for example, in terms of just being consistent on Instagram, sometimes one day I'll post like a million times and then I won't post for like two days. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is, is trying to, uh, even though every day is so different and some days you might be really busy clients Mm -hmm. seeing, being really busy seeing clients is, uh, staying consistent with everything you do from seeing clients to posting on Instagram, to doing clinical paperwork Mm -hmm. and maybe just setting time aside every day to okay I'm going to see clients from this time to this time 
during my lunch break, I'll post something on Instagram, you know, from five to 6 p.m. I'll do my documentation so that you don't lose track of, of, of one thing because you were too busy that day. Yeah. That, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Definitely. And you know, what would you, what would you say keeps you motivated? So I, I love the industry that I'm in like so much. Um, I love making people feel beautiful and I love being able to keep adding things to my practice that, uh, can help people. And part of it is, uh, every day when I go in, if I have a client that's like, oh my gosh, this was the best experience, or I was so nervous, or if, if I can make somebody feel really comfortable that day, or feel really like raise their self-esteem in any way, or just talk to them about their life. If I can do something for a person that day, like that's what keeps me motivated because I love building relationships with my clients. I love building relationships with other people in the industry. So I stay motivated by just being able to uh, create something where people can feel comfortable coming into. That's so awesome. I love it. And, you know, this is something that, you know, I'm going to ask you a question that people don't always think about because they think you know business ownership is glamorous and it's always like amazing you know whatever but you know there is a dark side a challenging side to running a business so if you can kind of just like let us into your world of some of the challenges that you have faced some of the, you know because I face planted and been like upset before you're running my stuff so it's like let's talk let's, talk, let's be real so like tell us about some things that you're like wow, damn, this really feels like work today. Like, Yeah, well, part of it is, uh, you know, we talked about how my business partner is also my fiance. And so uh, I think a challenge that sometimes I we run into is that we're, it's hard to separate work life from personal life mm. because we're working till six or seven and then we're having dinner together and we're talking about work. And, and then we're falling asleep and we're talking about work. So <laughs> you, I can't really separate. It's, it's kind of now that I'm about uh, a year and a half in, almost two years, yeah. it's, it's being able to try to figure out like how to divide up my two lives, my personal and business life, yeah. so that I can, uh, you know, not always have them be combined and and being able to, you know, maybe go to the gym and and take that time for myself. Mm. So part of that has been very challenging. And then I would say the other part of uh, still being a new business, it's like, I don't take any time off. I know that I I need to start too soon. But the but uh, people always think like, oh, like, you know, you make your own schedule, like, you can take the weekend off, or you can go on vacation, Mm. or you can uh, come out to dinner with us. And it's it's not like that at all. If anything, it's the opposite. If anything, I wake <laughs> I work way more now than, you know, before. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I just, I think people need to understand that. It's like, there's so much work that goes into it, especially in the first few years. And it's a grind. And it's, it's interesting to say that about the combining you know, you and your partner, your business partners, but then you're also life partners and you're like, whoa, we, we got to focus on one thing here. I can imagine that's really intense. That's really intense, but strength. 
And, you know, for you, I would say, I want to ask you, like, what was, how scary was it to leap from non-business owner to business owner? Like, how scary was it for you? Yeah, well, the the hard part was, I think, uh, the transition. I really didn't have, like, a transition period. Um, Sometimes there's maybe, uh, I don't know, nurses or nurse practitioners or, or doctors that maybe are still working where they're working while they start thinking about starting their own business and they uh, maybe do two days there and two days there. I really didn't have that transition period. It was kind of like, just jump right into it. Um, And, and part of it was because I couldn't, um, you know, as an employee, I had, I had to be dedicated to that role. Mm -hmm. And so I couldn't be dedicated to that role and do that full time and be in school full time and then start a business full time. So there was no transition period. It was kind of just once I decided to do it, it was like, okay, now we're all in. We have to work on it 24-7 to be able to get myself to to where I was before having a good base of clientele. Because I when I started my business, I started from nothing. Like I I had no clients because I couldn't take any clients with me. And I didn't have an online presence. So it was like, I went from having like a really big clientele to just being like, I, you know, I'm nobody in the industry right now. Wow. So yeah, that part of transitioning was probably the, you know, the hardest, the first few months were definitely the hardest. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And like, you know, as a young woman, because, you know, um, you had a different transition than some other people, you know, I'm going to ask, do you feel you ever got any shade from any other injectors? You're like, who's this new girl, young girl coming on the scene? Did you ever experience any of that? Yeah. I I don't know if it's really more shade. I feel like people in the industry are like, just so um, they're just so awesome to each other. Yeah. But I, I do got to say that a lot of times, like if somebody doesn't know me at all, Mm-hmm. They kind of glance at me and they think like, she looks like really young. People always say I look like I'm 12. So <laughs> they're like, can she like, is she even old enough to inject? So it, that that part is has been challenging because yeah. sometimes, I mean, at this point I have um, six years experience and sometimes, you know, somebody who's twice my age that maybe just got in this field has mm-hmm. less experience, but they're more... I feel like they have like more leverage because I don't know, like I don't look like I have experience just by looking at me. So that part has probably (laughs) been a little challenging, just trying to prove myself in the industry. Yeah, I I could definitely understand that. But, you know, I think it's so great that, you know, despite being a young woman, you look really young, but you look fabulous. It's just like, despite being a young woman, (laughs) it's just like, you've been able to kind of push through because there's some people who would use it as an excuse and say, oh, I'm too young to start or whatever. And I think that's a great testament to, you know, your character to be like, please, I'm still get it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And, and I, and in a way, I feel like it's actually helped me because I've been able to build that niche where I, I can like relate to younger clients and younger clients feel comfortable coming into me. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, I, I feel like doing that and being younger in a way, yeah, it, it's maybe hurt me a little bit, 
but it's also really helped me. So it's really just using what you have, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's your age, your resources, whatever you're given, mm -hmm. use that to, to your advantage to, to help people. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, speaking of helping people, I know you have six years of experience and everything. So you've seen so many different cl clients. What would you say is one of your most inspiring client stories where you feel like, wow, this person's life was really changed because of me? Yeah, uh, you know, I think part of it is a lot of times it's just really simple, simple things. Um, one time I had one client come in and she, after I was done doing everything, I showed her the mirror like I always do and she started crying and oh. she was just like, she's just like, I, I've had the toughest year of my life and I haven't been able to feel really confident and happy this whole year. And she, and she was like, I don't know why, but right now I just feel so good. And, and this has been like my happiest day so far this year. Oh. And I was like, I, I couldn't help but hug her. I was like, oh my gosh. Oh. Like, <laughs> so it was simple. I mean, I, I didn't like, you know, do anything crazy for her. I just helped her um, just maybe regain that confidence back and, and have her realize, you know what, at the end of the day, like life is, life will go on and, and we'll have tough days and tough years and, and uh, maybe something little can help us just pick up, pick us up a little bit. Yeah. Wow. That's a really great story. I love that. And, you know, I want to ask you, um, you know, what would you say, like, if you're talking to uh, someone who's in a similar situation as you, what would you be your biggest piece of advice for someone who's following the same path and who wants to open a med spa? If you could talk to Patrice six years ago or whatever, what would you say to her? So, yeah, I mean, I think that there's two different uh, stages, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, there's two different stages of what people might be in. You might even be like, okay, I think I might want to start one in a few years, but I like where I'm working and, and maybe that's something I can work on in the future. If you're at that stage, I would say just building relationships with people in the industry. Um, the industry is really small and, and uh, the reps are just so helpful and they can help you like if you need help finding a medical director or need help finding even like a space to use, mm -hmm. just start building relationships and in, in, in even if you think somebody might not be in your life later on or might be useful, like it doesn't matter. Just start by creating those relationships with reps and other nurses mm -hmm. and just making a presence in the industry. Mm -hmm. And then if you're at the other stage where maybe you're like, okay, I'm, I wanna start a med spa, and I want to do it like very soon, I guess my advice to them would be like, just make sure that you do everything the right way so that mm. you can avoid headaches in the future. Yeah. And uh, just maybe build um, a business plan, build a website, build an Instagram, start posting, even if it's like not before and after because you're just starting, mm -hmm. at least start posting like, I don't know, cute little uh, inspirational quotes or something yeah. that starts to build that presence um, mm -hmm. online. 
That's awesome. That is such great advice, Patrice. Thank you so much for just, you know, opening up your story to, you know, me and to all of our listeners. We appreciate it. And, you know, where can we find you online? Let us know. Yeah, so uh, my website is peakimagemedspot.com. And then my Instagram is at the queen of Botox. So, yeah. Awesome. All right, guys, I'm going to link that in the show notes. But again, Patrice, thank you so much. And we'll talk soon. Thank you so much, Leslie. <laughs> like what you heard? Please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at Plan Life Happens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.